0: You are listening to the oneabus.net podcast network. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin with the Screener Squad and social media data mining controlling governments through algorithms that harvest your information so they know what to produce in terms of voter turnout. Am I right? Bradley, are
1: you drunk again?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're here to talk about Rabbit Hole today. Rabbit Hole is an eight-episode TV series On Paramount+.
1: Paramount
0: Starring Kiefer Sutherland from 24 fame and who could forget being Canadian.
2: Of course. Got to mention that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: obviously.
0: Now, Kiefer Sutherland plays John Weir, a lost boy, if you will, (laughs) who suffered a tragedy as a young man. His father... Dr. Ben Wilson was on to something deep, something dangerous something that Nixon would even blush at like I I want to be a part of that (laughs) and is suddenly killed or did he kill himself and what was the reason? To protect his family from these secrets or to start a cat and mouse game spanning 50 years I feel like I just spoiled the the show here (laughs) Luckily, all of this is in the first episode, but we aren't going to get into heavy spoilers. John Weir, with this tragedy in his heart, could always lean on his childhood friend Valence, played by Jason Butler-Harner. These two, through thick and thin, have suffered hardships, triumphs, losses, and wins together, and they run their own consulting firm. Events occur... And John Weir, who is very paranoid by nature, feels that their consulting firm may have stumbled on to the same deep, dark secrets that his father has. And Valance ends up, along with their building, dying, for lack of a better word. John Weir himself is accused and practically publicly convicted by the Twitters and the Instagrams For killing a man named Edward Holm. He goes on the run and into hiding. Now, he doesn't go on the run alone. Haley Winton, played by Meta Golding, comes along with him. Who is she? That's yet to be seen. But they did hook up at a bar last night and had a pretty saucy one-night stand. (laughs) Together, and with a couple of other interesting, crazy characters, we'll try to solve the mystery of the past to save the democracy of our future from the man in the shadows, a so-called Mr. Crowley. Now, whether Crowley exists or not, that might be up to the viewer. You'll just have to watch the show to find out. Perhaps it's ambiguous. Maybe being paranoid doesn't mean you're not crazy, And all those other fun terms with me to talk about this twisty, turny, very suspicious, kind of pushing into 24 territory again for Kiefer Sutherland type of show. Someone who, if you need to disappear from space and time, knows a guy that can help you out with that. Sarah Jane is with us. Hi there. And someone who I think... Uh, would consider her life quite the journey down the rabbit hole. Jordan is with us.
1: In more ways than one. And I was going to say, (laughs) given that this show and how I think the writer's room works, hey, we have a great, hey, we have a few great plot twists for this story that we think we can bring up. So So, like, you want to put these in all... Uh all the same episode or spacey's out. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes to what?
1: Yes. <laughs> Again, with how just very like labyrinth this show gets and no, sadly not David Bowie's crotch levels. <laughs> but j- j- just a mind numbing twist this takes. It's like I don't know if we can really spoil it. It's just like, we we could just say so much, and it's just like, yeah, did that actually happen? Or are they just pulling this shit out of their ass? And that's kind of what I like about this. That, and this is like some Keeper Silverland espionage I can feel comfortable watching, since I'm sure as hell not going to go back and watch too much of 24 outside of the first season
0: (laughs) sarah jane how do you feel about the rabbit hole
1: well
2: first i want to thank you both for jumping on this review because i saw the first two episodes of rabbit hole at this year's south by southwest Uh, i got assigned it for review and uh, i loved it it was great um sutherland was there with the creators um Meta Golding was there, and um, I forget your name, and I have to look it up, I'm sorry. Uh, Rob Yang as Edward Hom, he was there. Um, And so I loved it, and you guys jumped in on this review so that we could have a review, so I appreciate that. Well, I'm a bit of an espionage whore, so... (laughs) Well, I appreciate you, (laughs) Jordan. So I was interested to see you know, where it was going to go. And I went ahead and rewatched those first two episodes just so I can get back into it. And then, honestly, I binged it yesterday, and then I finished it up um, tonight. And uh, I-, I thought it was pretty great. Um, th- it is full of twists and turns, and, uh, you know, up is not up. Down is sometimes down. You know... No one is who you think they are and everyone is who you think they are.
1: The snakes are in the wind.
2: <laughs> it's just it's just insane and my son was in the room while I was watching the last two episodes and he was like, Well what's the show about? And I'm like, I you know, I said corporate espionage and he's like, What? And then I'm like, I can't it's too it's too involved. I can't I can't even explain it in a sentence or two. So
1: So I uh... At, at what point were you telling him about pepe silva Sylvia, <laughs> while trying to explain that
2: i was telling him none none more of any of that i just said it's too involved and then he picked up a switch and then stopped paying attention to me as is his want
1: uh, honestly don't blame him yeah. Uh, I I thought the show was really good, too. I will say it. I think it faltered a bit in some pacing issues in how it dra- dragged some things out. And I will admit I do love how twisty the narrative gets, but there were a couple moments where I was thinking, okay, it's getting too twisty for its own good. It's... It it feels like it has to do something like that.
2: It probably could have uh, been six episodes and been fine. I think.
1: Actually, you know? I think the episode length is I, I, actually I think the episode count of eight is perfectly just fine, really. But again, that that's just a you know editing problem with some of the episodes. It's like, eh, this could have been tightened up a little bit.
0: So I think it's because so many of the characters have to recover the same ground so we don't get lost. But a lot of the ground they're recovering is for side plots that don't necessarily pay off anyways.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I will say, I really do love the pilot and how, and how it sets up things nicely, especially with, John and his team. Like, that explanation as to, like, their little heist, as it were, was excellent. Especially the introduction of a key character, Enid Graham's uh, agent, FBI agent Joe Maddie. And I say that especially because, yay, lesbians. But also, like, the back and forth. She has with Keeper Slover It's like, yeah, that's her white whale, and it's like, I'm gonna get you, motherfucker. Just, 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 I'm just gonna get you. All right. So, so fuck you and your charm, and fuck your intern <laughs> too, who may or may not be an intern, who who is a creepy looking motherfucker, but effective. Very much. Ooh, I a, very he was beautiful. Effective. I was uh,
2: happy anytime he was on screen because he was pretty to look at.
1: I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not I'm too gay by this point. I don't know. Uh, I will. Say, I will say. Well, okay, there are men I find attractive. Maybe just not him. I will. But I again, that's nothing against him personally. Like Walt Klink as Kyle, the intern, he actually is great. Like he's a mysterious uh, kind of force of nature throughout this season.
0: Oh, it's such an interesting performance, which I can't give any context to Same, because that could and, uh, spoil other subplots. But, uh, well, Clink, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, at, or could it? I'm actually excited to see what this uh, young gentleman does in the future because I really enjoyed how he put himself into these twists and turns without, you know, being overwhelmed by the kind I of agree. celebrities that step into this series <laughs> that people, you know, who aren't too interested would watch this series for, you know, i
1: yeah, I, again, I will say, again, I will say the back and forth between Sutherland, a uh, keeper Sutherland and Aidan Graham is just like, no, it, it is really cool. Cause it's like, yeah, they could just be like an old bigger married couple. And that's just like, <laughs> agree. Cause Agreed. I also find it hilarious that so often when we see agent Maddie, she's having to deal with her goddamn daughter. And just being like, look, my fucking wife ain't doing shit with her right now, so I gotta do it while trying to catch this asshole and fuck fuck all of you.
0: No, exactly. And her daughter does not make it easy for her at all. Totally related to that. Yes. A lot of those situations. She didn't
1: get her Pringles. You know? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Sour cream and onion, come on. That
0: was now, crazy. I will be saying actors' names. Not too many actors, but actors that you can see in the trailer. But I will be withholding their identity for your, the listener's sake. Charles Dance and Kiefer Sutherland are great scene partners, but they're so serious and dire. The very world is at stake, kind of dire. So my MVPs for this show were actually Edward Holm and Haley Winton that brought in so much comedic chemistry with Kiefer And uh, with Charles Dance, in these dire episodes, she's fantastic. She was sexy. She was funny. And she could be dramatic at times. I'm excited to see more of Meta Golding in the future as well. And Rob Yang, so funny. This is not a pratfall kind of show. It's not a guy fall down and go boom. But the stuff he does with physical comedy in this, because of high intense situations in which anybody should be afraid was amazing i love this guy love to see more rob yang in the future what characters did you two like the best
2: um i thought i remembered rob yang from uh succession and i was like oh succession um i thought he was great i really thought that there was a lot of chemistry between meta golding and Kiefer sutherland they're two characters like i really believed that they had feelings for each other you know and so I, I was happy to see that uh, that they were, you know, that it seemed real, as much as it can. Charles Dance is always great. Oh, I forgot he was at South by Southwest too, which was surprising. Like, you know, he's a pretty old man, but he was there. <laughs> um, he is always great. I, I don't have an issue with anybody. Um, oh, I'm just gonna also shout out uh, Jason Butler-Harner as Miles Valance. I thought he was really great, too.
1: Yeah, he was actually really charming. I I, was it, like, huh, well. Yeah, I no, he, because like, he was a really charming motherfucker. Although, I will say it's like, yeah, I did love Rob Yang as just this pathetic, sad sack of a government worker who who by the end of the season suddenly has grown a a pair of balls on his own. (laughs) He he (laughs) went through it, man. You know. But but here's the thing. Actually, if if we're going to talk like who the funniest was, actually Charles Dance was the funniest thing about this season. Now, yes, his performance is very seriously. It is very serious. Overly dramatic. From Tywin Lannister, no shock, but like, <laughs> just his absolute surly. I don't have a fuck to give right now. <laughs> he's just like, oh <laughs> my yeah. god, this is, and he's so insistent. It's like, okay, we just got to kill them. Like that's like that's his first solution to every problem. It's like kill them. And, <laughs> And again, just his chemistry alone with Kiefer Sutherland at some at some lines. It just how he and like they even make a reference, like, yeah, it's their exhaust port. Yeah, from they Star do. Star Wars. <laughs> is that some nerd shit? <laughs> That's funny. Like, I, I, I yeah. like, honestly, this is the funniest I've seen Charles dance be, and I've seen Last Action Hero a lot. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, and also Meta Golding, I really did like her, and when they explore uh more of her backstory and some shit she's caught up in, very good, I was like, yep, no, that's that's fascinating, but what I will say is like, yeah, this show is almost to its fault prescient presciently relevant because of all the various data mining and, you know, uh, identity theft, you know, and our personal information being out there and used, like, it very much more or less correlates to, like, the whole thing with, uh, you know, Russian bot mining from the 2016 election, and... Uh, Facebook's very dangerous algorithm
2: yeah there's a lot of um, it makes you think about wow how much personal information have I put on social media because it's all out there and you know yeah. in the show they explore how uh, like everything is there Of all of your the things that you click on, the things that you like, the things that you downvote, the porn searches that you look for, just the Google searches that you look for, if you've had a um, what do you call it a twenty three andMe a DNA test, all that information is there. It's crazy. Oh yeah,
1: It, it it is, and it's like it's made me rethink a lot of things, especially just being a very open very outwardly trans person uh, with everything going on and it's like you know I'm I, I I make no shame that I am finally happy with my life and living out loud but like this show has actually made me start to rethink about a little bit of my presence yeah and also I might internally spite myself and be like nah these motherfuckers ain't gonna make me go away fuck that I got, look, I got tits and an ass, and I'm finally going to show it home. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: yeah, it certainly is a lot to think about. And I really loved Keith Sutherland's performance, as well as the directors of these episodes. Let me see if I can get some information on that. It's created by Glenn Ficarra and Jean Uh, Riccia. What were you going to say, Jordan?
1: Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to mention them and the fact that they wrote the first Cats and Dogs movie <laughs> from 2001. <laughs> so this is...
0: Also s- a conspiracy caper. So-
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Wait. I see the dots connected. I I really hoped someone was going to cut me off because I got nothing. <laughs> so- <laughs>
2: They directed and wrote uh, the first three episodes, and then the final episode.
1: Yeah. But what I will say is that the twist... Again, uh, I-, I thought the show got a bit twisty for its own good. Uh, at-, at some points. But, like, e- each like major twist each episode ends on is really good. And and I get it because like this is a paranoia thriller. This is harkening back to, you know, like stuff like Free Days at the Condor. Uh and and it's and it's remarkable in that. It's also got great it's also got a great score. And yeah, aside from some pacing issues, this is like a fantastic show. It's a great it, it's a great paranoia thriller.
0: Mhm. Well, before we fall too far down the rabbit hole, <laughs> let's go on to our final thoughts. Sarah Jane, would you lead us, please?
2: I will. So, um, I mean, I don't really have anything more to say to add to what we said. Um, if, if we try to explain more or, I mean, I know we're being really vague. But, you know, we can't really say a lot because it would just spoil it. You should go in as blind as possible and just, you know, enjoy it for what it is. You're going to just go along with everything and you'll like it. Performances were were great from everyone. Um, Yeah, so I'm just going to give it eight and a half out of ten gross, waxy earplugs slash monitors taken from one person's ear and put into another person's ear. That I was it happens more than once, and I'm like, "What the fuck? That is yeah, gross." So, we,
1: we are still in a pandemic.
2: <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> "Oh my god, you're not even going to wipe that off." Anyway, so, so I, it gross. was it was gross, but uh, yeah, there you go.
0: No, I've I've let one of my teenagers borrow my headphones. 100 percent agree with you, sir. <laughs> That's not Disgusting. even going in your ear. <laughs> yeah, just at to the top. Look, Jordan.
1: Yeah, great par, uh great paranoia thriller. I do love espionage and amazing performances across the board, especially the main cast, but particularly Kiefer Sutherland and Charles Dance who who's just such a deadpan dickhead grandpa. It's just like he he honestly is the funniest thing to me aside from how sa- from what a sad sack Rob Yang can be uh some of the action sequences are actually very uh well done again gets a little too twisty for its own good trying to like escalate itself like outdo itself but i really rather enjoyed it and i i particularly really enjoyed the sixth episode the playbook i thought that was a standout episode to me personally And I can't recommend it enough. So I'm going to give Rabbit Hole 8 out of 10 burner laptops and phones I have hidden in every wall of every place I've ever been to, just in case I need them. By the way, (laughs) I should look and see if my girlfriend's place is covered by damage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, what I really appreciated... Other than the, the fantastic ensemble. I do like how it kind of dips into what is the rational mind? If it's midnight and I hear a scream coming from the kitchen and I rush in there and nothing is there. My rational mind will tell me it must've been a ghost. <laughs> and then I wake up the next morning and think, well, that's absurd. What a stupid thing to believe. But after reading so many studies and books on what the rational mind is, it's kind of your own worst enemy. And through Kiefer Sutherland's anxiety, trauma, uh, long-suffering pain alone, other than his buddy Vance, his rational mind has kind of complete control of him. And he uses that to try and control every single situation. This doesn't make him a bad person. In fact, sometimes it makes him freaking awesome. And there's not many characters like that out there right now. So I really appreciated that about the storytelling. Now, I did confide in Sarah, Jane and Jordan before we started recording. I have no idea what a consultant is. I live in Canada. I don't know how the election process works in the States anymore. Uh, It's it's pretty much electoral college through each state. Yada, yada, yada. Right. And then someone declares themselves the winner before anything's counted. Am I getting this all right?
1: Sounds right to me. A bunch yeah. of old white men still decide shit. Yeah. I think that's about.
0: And I don't. I don't like how cynical this show made me feel. Like, as we said, the performance by Tywin Lannister himself, Charles dance, and then democracy will be lost forever. I'm gonna turn forty this year, guys, and I hate myself for my knee jerk reaction to him saying that. Going, eh, like. <laughs> What the hell, show? Why'd you got to bring out the old bastard in me? (laughs) Because democracy is important and your voice matters. Please always fight to believe your voice matters. Don't end up like me where you question it sometimes. And maybe this will be a good show to watch for that. I will say I was wavering between a six and a seven. Again, because I didn't understand a lot of what was going on. It's that twisty. But the the final, all the pieces are placed, now let the plan commence, had me applauding. So I'm going to go with a 7 out of 10, Bitterman's Translations of Gilgamesh.
1: Nice. (laughs) So do we want to talk about Alex Jones' light in the show, or... Like, I feel like oh, he is. could have made a bigger impact if he had talked about how I'll let you in on a secret. I'll let you, I'll let everyone in on a secret. Uh every trans person is putting something in the water to change all your genders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well played. How do you think it happened? <laughs>